Welcome to the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast, where we are all about helping you transitioning from the endless grind to a life of wealth and freedom. I'm your host, Polina Rauch, and alongside me is my co-host, Mark Robinson. Are you tired of the hustle and looking for proven strategies to achieve financial freedom and reclaim your life? Well, you're in the right place. Each week, we will bring you actionable insights, expert interviews, and real-world strategies to help you streamline your business for profits and time freedom, and to help you build your perfect portfolio so you can reclaim your life. Let's dive in and start building the life you've always dreamed of, the life you deserve to live. Welcome to the episode, another episode of the Hustle to Wealthy podcast. Super excited. I'm here with my co-star, Mark Robinson. Woo! I'm a co-star. Yeah, you know. you're definitely <laughs> a co-star today. Yeah. Hey, welcome, guys. Good to be back on the show. Pauline has been doing an incredible job. And we thought we're, we're here in LA, right? And we're in an actual business intensive. And we thought best thing we can do is do some podcasts, right? Do some episodes together so you get to see both of us on the same screen, and we've got a really good topic today, guys. Yeah, so today we want to talk about why we believe as business owners you've already taken on the riskiest investment that you possibly can. Yeah, and a lot of business owners don't see it that way, right? Because you're either, like you're literally either um, born to be uh, in business or you just have either bought a job sometimes and you're in business. That's another way, you know, that people fall into business. And sometimes you just end up being in business through necessity. And then when you get used to it, you actually don't feel the risk, right? But a lot of people don't realize that being in business is extremely risky. I think the stats are something like, what do you say? Something like 95% of businesses in the first year yeah, die, right? And then all those, 80% of those die in two years. And then it's something like out of whatever's left, there's only like about 5% left in 10 years' time. So, you know, you think about those generational businesses, how incredible, you know, they've been to, to last a generation, you know, let alone just a, a few few years. Yeah, I think also like a lot of us, I think we should define what business actually means because I think there's a difference between getting yourself a job and a lifestyle business, right, yeah. where you really just changed your 9 to 5 to a 7 to 11, which we heard the other day. Yeah, I love that, right. <laughs> Only to be your own boss, your own time, yeah. and, you know, like no one else to tell you what to do. But that's not necessarily a business, right? Yeah, look, I think if we're going to treat business as an investment, um, you know, to me, one of our, our members, you know, he said, you're, you're, if you can't sell it, it's not a business, right? And, and I genuinely believe that. So, you know, if you have bought yourself a job and there's nothing wrong with that. Please understand that, guys, right? You know, if you've bought a, a Subway franchise or, a, you know, a, a Jim's Mowing franchise or anything like that, it gives you that freedom and that that support network that a lot of people do need when you first go into business. I don't know about you, man, but I had no support when I jumped into business, right? It was like, holy crap, I'm in business. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm very similar. Like I literally went and said, okay, I can, I think I can do, I, actually, I fell into business on our trip when we met. So what was that? Six years ago or so, we were traveling to China and <coughs> Japan with a yeah. few crazy entrepreneurs and I remember on that trip, everyone would be like, Polina, how do I get an integrator like you into my business? And I'm like, well, what's your problem? And they're like, this is my problem. And I'm like, oh, I can fix that. 
right? And then the next person will go, Paulina, how do I get someone like you into business? Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do you need? And they're like, well, I've got this problem. I'm like, I can fix this problem. Yeah. So I left a holiday with seven international clients and suddenly I go, how the fuck did I create a business yeah. that I wasn't even planning to create, right? And that snowballed my, but to me at that point, that wasn't a business. For me, it was literally me helping entrepreneurs to solve their problems. Yes, I was handsomely paid for this and would never complain about it, but I had no systems in, uh, in place, no like processes, nothing like no sellable IP. I yeah. was literally just doing my own thing, right? Like no method, no nothing where I could go and say I can give it to someone else and they will pay the money for it. Yeah, but I think what I like about that story is the fact that you had multiple clients, right? So I actually just, and, and it's sort of only, you know, when you think about it, my first business, guys, I was actually a repo man, <laughs> right? I know, right? Now, I won't, I'll tell, I've got some cool stories to tell you uh, through that journey, but I actually didn't realize I was uh, in business because I only had one client, right? I, I had one boss, and so I was just a private contractor. I just sent him the invoice, go collect all the TVs and cars and stuff, and then I'd invoice him at the end of the week and he'd pay me, right? So to me, that again isn't like a true business. It was only when we went into um, mortgage broking uh, to start with, and then we went to financial planning, and then you know from there we went into accounting and insurance brokers and property, and then the education space where we are now. It was through that that I realised that we're in business. The, the freakiest thing is though is when we talk to business owners. They start to go well. Investing is risky, and we, you know, we look at it and go, "Make." <laughs> hence the title, right? You, you are in the riskiest part, even though you don't think about it. So, how do you look? Um, and this is, you know, change change the tact if we need to. But how do we get you guys as business owners to think that? And you know, to me, investing is is far less riskier than business, right? So, how do we get you guys to start thinking of it like business owners in your investing? Does that be a fair? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's really quite fascinating because the amount of times we talk to business owners and just, let's just use an example. You talk about crypto and they're like, oh, no, I can't go to crypto. It's way too risky. I could lose all my money. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You've put like hundreds and thousands of dollars into your business. And if you dropped it, would there be a business? If you decided you didn't want to do this anymore, would there be a business? If the government closes down the country for two years. Absolutely. Like, would you, you have know, a business, right? And we've just experienced this, right? Where it was this year, like, okay, a black swan event, government closes the, the country down, uh, everyone is getting ill, no one can go out. Like, what happens next, right? So, in my mind, I go, this is a lot more risky than putting something towards, uh, like, something like Bitcoin, right? Or like a cryptocurrency where you, where you understand where it's, where it's been and where it's going. Um, and that decentral the decentralized world is the future forward. To me, I'm going, this is a safer bet than putting money sometimes on the business. Yeah, no, I mean, if we, you know, I think we are going to do a couple of episodes and, the, and this will flow through as well, right? Like I personally believe the, the biggest mistake uh, business owners do is they pour all their profit back into their business. And if you're going to do that, then you're definitely in, you know, the riskiest investment I can think of because you really do need to diversify your portfolio and make sure you build out your portfolio correctly. And, you know, we have, we've created a model that works extremely well, right? And we, we're going to talk about more of that on, on other podcasts or, you know, you can sneak over to the modern day investor one. Do I do a quick plug for me? No. 
Sure, go for girls. Um, just did. <laughs> I think, but like, let's unpack why do we have multiple um, uh, podcasts? Because we do, right? Like, we have the female investor circle. We have the modern day investor. Yeah. You know, where you jump in. We have um, hustle to wealthy, and it's because in our team, and this is again girls to business. We have so much wealth of knowledge and so much expertise that while you are passionate about talking about investing and many making money, and don't get me wrong, I'm passionate about investing. Hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. Over. But like you know, as a business, like former business coach, I'm so passionate. Like to actually have the conversation with business owners and go, well, do you even view your your business as an investment? And, yeah. and if so, what's the ROI that you are expecting, right? The yeah. return on investment. So um, I love the fact that we split up and gone, okay, we're all going to talk about what we are passionate about, all interwoven with each other. However, like we can benefit from so many different point of views in our team. And it's a, like it's the same process, right? When you're building a, a business, what does it look like? We talk about the four P, P's and uh, process, which we won't today, but, you know, we talk about that in, in business and it works the same as in investing as well. And it's just simple models, guys. I mean, you understand that um, investing is just like business and, and all you've got to do that and all of a sudden, every time we say that to business owners, they become better investors and they realize that if I'm going to treat my business as an investment, then I need to diversify my investments, right? That's, that's 101 investing. Yeah. Without going into, you know, into too much details about building portfolios and stuff because we want to focus on the business side. And I think that was, that was a big thing that clicked for me when I first started Invest because I used to job for many, many years in business. I used to job the ideal business for me would be a business with no clients and no team, right? So yeah. when I was like stressed and working hard and 80 hours, I'm like, man, I just wish there was a business model where I didn't have to talk to clients and didn't have to talk to team. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> but there is, right? So when I first... Oh, um, uh, well, the first time I jumped in... And it's investing, in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is investing. But, like, when I first went into my investing journey and I started, like, I, I went through the four piece, I started my perfect portfolio, the 10K plan. For me, I literally went, okay, how do I get paid as a, a the wage for doing all the activity? You know, like the, the the salary for as a director of the of the business, yeah. right? And then what's then the ROI on the investment? So I pay myself in my investment portfolio on multiple levels, just like I would do as a business owner, because <coughs> I truly believe that you should be treating it like a business and you should be living on it, not just build it and compound it until you know one day you may or may not see something. It shouldn't be a paper. It should be real cash yep. that you can spend. Hundred percent, and and you do need a ROI, right? Return on investment, and that's something that's really important. We see it in a lot in um, like renovations is a good example, right? You get someone who's a, a tradie. Um, they never ever, or shouldn't say never ever, the, the you know the people that we talk to start to do it. Most tradies, when they're doing like a, a renovation or something, they don't actually factor in their own time. Mm. And in fact, the smart tradies, and I know this sounds weird, right, but the smart tradies actually get other tradies in to do the work because they can generally make more money being a tradie than what they are if they focused on their own renovations or building their own houses or stuff, right? 
And I think, think about that for a bit. Yeah, and I think <laughs> even like when you started your online business, right, or you are like you are creating like a done for you model, it doesn't. It isn't until you get to like the coaching model, or you like grow into the space where you go, okay, I'm a mentor, or a coach, where you start valuing your time and going, okay, how much am I getting paid? Like you, you go, okay, like what? Like you either go, I charge myself to idle twenty five dollars, but you never really comprehend the skill set that you have that are even in a done-for-you model because you go, oh, they're not going to pay this or they can't afford this or whatever or who am I to charge that much money, yeah. right? While in reality, um, as a business owner, that's what we should do. We should go and say, okay, we're taking the risk on as the investor for investing time and, mo and money. As a director for the risk that you're carrying at, as a business owner and then draw the wage, yeah. It's so off topic, but that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, you've, you've you've brought something up pretty pretty important, guys. Like, would you invest in a one man band business, right? If, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about. It's like, holy crap! You know, hey, if you had a, a fifty grand to invest, would you give it to you know invest in that business that was just a one man band or one woman band coaching business, right? Yeah. And if the answer is no then, and you are a one-man band or one-man woman, one-man woman, one-woman band, there we go, you know, then uh, you know what I'm saying, right? Or should I just go down the whole one-person band? Or leave we that get one? it. Yeah, we you get, get it. it, right? So you think about that. Why would you invest 50 grand into you? Yeah? Oh, because I, you know, I know my stuff or whatever the, the conversation you're going to have with yourself. Guys, it's, it's simpler if you just treat it like an investment and even if it was, you still think you're, you are a good investment. Now, just so you know, we spend a lot of money on, on self-development and, and we do believe in ourselves as an investment, right? You know, but, but start to treat it that way. What are your numbers? What is your rate of return, your ROI on yourself going to be? Then rip it out of the business and, and start your portfolio. I'd, yeah, absolutely. And I also I think if you are thinking about your business as an investment, when numbers aren't stacking up, right? Like when your KPIs aren't stacking up, when your metrics, your, your CTAs, throw all the data metrics in that you like. If they don't start stacking up, rather than going, oh, I'm just going to bail out myself by putting more money into it, which could be uh, like one of the biggest mistakes you ever make. Uh, but like if you uh, if you start ripping, like, uh, like if you don't consider the ROI and you're looking at it and it's getting worse and worse and worse, you potentially drown money into it without like considering actually is it a good idea and is it actually worthwhile. And the other side is, yes, you might be like, you might have validated the idea and gone, oh my God, like people are buying it and I'm making 100K a month and I'm like, woohoo, or 200K or whatever, you're packing cash, but like your margins are super low. If your delivery costs as much as like, like what the client is willing to pay, you seriously need to consider like, is it worth the ROI? Because you're putting all your heart and soul and energy and time into it only to what? Be broke at the end of the day? You know, so I think um, if you detach yourself, I want yeah. to say unattached, but that's not a word. Detach yourself and go, okay, is this business making financially sense? Like, yeah. is it actually giving me the numbers that I was hoping for, uh, and if not, can I change it, tweak it to make it happen, or do I just need to use a different direction? By all means, I'm not saying go and quit your job today before you, you know, quit your jo jo job, your business. So you quit your business yeah. today, have a conversation 
uh, with someone, including us, uh, about it first. But the whole point is that you should be rewarded for the time, energy, and money you put into anything. Yeah, I agree. Make some money. So we're going to leave you pondering this question. Are you in a high-risk investment? And how will you view the rest of the investment world if you consider that you are in the highest-risk investment ever? I love that. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. Yeah, awesome. See you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast. We hope you found value in today's session and are one step closer to achieving your financial endgame. Remember, when it comes to building your portfolio, your wealth, none of us is advice, not even general in nature. If you would like to seek specific advice to your personal circumstances, we urge you to speak to a licensed financial professional. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and leave a comment. Your feedback helps us create content that serves you better. Tune in for the next episode.